0: Hey, welcome back to season four of Pigeon Hockey, a participating member of the Hockey Podcast Network. This is Chris, and today is co-host Sam.
1: How's it going, hockey
0: fans? Yes, you know we don't claim to be hockey experts, but simply ourselves, over- hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So how goes life, Sam?
1: It's going all right. Um, I've been a little under the weather for past week, um, but it was more so difficult last week. I woke up with like a sore throat and... Congestion and stuff like that last Tuesday, so dealt with that for a few days but uh ended up missing Friday night's Royals game um which we did yeah, win, saw that but managed to make it on on for Saturday night's game, and that was a lot of fun pulled off a two game two game win home win versus uh bellingham and got some much needed points in the standings and now now we get to play Seattle five more times so um, in the hopes of getting better seating within the Northwest Division.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a showdown. I think um, for the I, the whole month trying to get that uh, positioning for them. And I mean, Eddie putting up the uh, the shutout on Friday night, uh, quite impressive. The game cut out for a little bit. I also discovered I don't know what the issue was. I thought the issue was with Flow Hockey.
1: It was, um, yeah. It
0: was with a. It was with Flow Hockey.
1: Yeah, that's what Kyle told me, that like all of flow hockey, I guess, went down or something like that.
0: Yeah, I couldn't get any games. I was watching uh, – I was flip. – I've basically been just flipping between I, – I catch a bit of almost every single game. Uh, anybody goes into a commercial break or injury timeout or whatever it is, I just straight up switch to another game. I just consistently flipping through games or something just – or if a game gets out of control, it's like 6-2. to two. I was watching a game, I think, between uh, two VIJHL teams, and then it just – once the game gets out of control, I'm like, yeah, I'm out. I'll just tap into Unless they're getting physical, then it's a little bit more fun. But I like the tight games. I love seeing the solid goaltending. And uh, that's really what I I tap in for, is I'm trying to find the most exciting game in that moment. So I'm switching between, like, all these different uh, games between, like said, so the uh, VIJHL, the USPHL, and the NCDC. And... Uh, yeah, I do appreciate the fact. Um, I don't know if the fans do, but I do appreciate the fact that the Ontario Junior Rain tend to play their home games so late because I always have like every other game's wrapped up and they're midway through the second. I'm like hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I catch a lot of extra Ontario Junior Rain uh, games. In fact, the one thing I fa- I think I failed to mention on most of these episodes is the Ontario Junior Rain broadcaster, the play-by-play guy. I don't know where he comes up with what the- what he says. He says some of the most off the wall things that are just so entertaining uh, about just just a play. I, I can't even begin to come up with the stuff he he talks about. Just comes in with these things, and I, I'll give an example. Just there isn't something he said, and if he has, and you know, it was buried deep into my uh, my mind. But he can be like, oh, a guy came in like a wrecking ball, like Miley Cyrus. You know, it's like he'll he'll come up with like these. But like that's a really bad example. The crap he can do. Really fun to watch um the the rain games just because he just comes up with some wild stuff and then you're your play by play guy I never remembers Kyle, right? yes, yeah, he just makes the most he can make the most boring place on incredibly exciting the amount of times I catch myself just immediately like staring down something if I'm like doing stats or something for the podcast i, I it's hard to look away when he's calling a game
1: yeah absolutely it's it's a lot of fun to work with him and you know he brings he brings the passion and the excitement and he does some other sports which i think is where he got this Ah. this this background of uh of hype and excitement so uh, i know how much he loves hockey but um he's he's very talented at what he does for sure
0: yeah the the math math he doesn't apparently know a lot after watching (laughs) taking shots of kyle who hopefully is listening to this uh (laughs) You made a bunch of references during the game, and it was like he doesn't know that. He, I, honestly, I didn't know the first reference. I just thought I'd, I'd throw it out. It was the Klo reference, right? The Ryan. Yeah, the
1: Ryan. that yeah. was that was me trying to pull from pull from something, you know, make some little references, have a little fun with it. Um, now he know he knows a lot, just that he is a little bit younger than me, so that that was a a, a play that he did not yeah. he did not know about. Um, for those of you at home, look up just Ryan Cloe playing the puck from the bench. Uh, about 2009, 2010 <laughs> Kings fans will still, will still be upset about that, which makes me happy.
0: <laughs> that uh, unfortunately I think rafter watch ended, huh?
1: It did. Yeah. We, uh, ah, boo. we, we got one puck that hit the ceiling. Like it's hard to tell. I don't know if you can tell as well when you're watching the broadcast, but like it's hard these, like,
0: for us to tell, I think.
1: Yeah. There's these rafters that like they're spaced out a little bit. Um, they're right above you know, the rafters I can see
0: them. I'm sorry the rafters I can see but like if the puck hits up there um, oh
1: yeah 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 that yeah. makes sense um but I think it hit in between the rafters it hit the ceiling and that was the closest we got and uh yeah we've been going strong for the entire for the entire season somehow up until this point now now it's it's gone but we we might still might still find a way to have our pizza party that's planned <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I don't think they have quite a after Watching the NCDC and the NCDC has been, honestly, I've I've been enjoying the first season of the NCDC After Dark uh, Mountain Division. For those who don't know, it's the newest division in the uh, NCDC, and um, it's it's been some amazing hockey. Uh, the the players have been off the charts. It is really really hard to narrow these down to five players each month. I mean you've discussed that in the past. I'm like, hey, since I'm kind of with the VIJHL, I've moved it up to 10 because it makes sense. There's 11 teams. I'm like, should I, you know, should we do the same thing for the NCD scene? You're like, yeah, not really. With only six teams out in the West right now. It would be, you know, it I guess less uh, not authentic, but um less prominence to be listed in a top 10 when you only have six teams versus being in a top five. It there it forces, you know, a little bit a tighter I guess criteria. I mean, I still rank them all. I mean, I mean, you talk about just this month alone. As we'll eventually get to the goalies, uh, there were sixteen goalies that suited up in the NCDC West this month. And uh, you're right. If we did a top ten, that only leaves out six. So, you know, yeah, basically I everyone mean, gets mentioned every month.
1: It's a little harder for sure, but I, I think like there's definitely times where like you may throw in an honorable mention and yeah. of a player who's like who was like just inches away from making the list and i think i think a top five considering that you only have six teams like you said makes makes a makes a bit more sense you know
0: yeah and so i mean that's kind of what this again this podcast is about is we're going to be talking about the the top, top five not top 10 <laughs> see, i see almost said it man the top five positional standouts of the month in the ncdc and again that's between the defenders uh the forwards and the goaltenders and um Yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's just been a really fun, fun month of hockey. Uh, You listeners will be getting a chance to listen to an episode we just recorded yesterday with uh, the goaltender for the Pro Predators, Ryan Henry. That was an awesome episode. Uh, So definitely look out for that one whenever I choose to drop it. It should be here in the next week or so, if not in just a few days. Uh, But uh, that was a great episode. It was great talking to him. And uh, I think uh, you Pueblo fans might want to tune into that one a little bit. That was a... He, he gives a little bit of a shout out to uh, the, the Pueblo fan base. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And it's true. I mean, you you see these games. The one thing uh, he discussed on his episode, and again, you'll get a chance to hear that here in a few days or in the next week, was the fans out here in the West. They do their research. They enjoy these games. They pack these houses. And it just makes playing hockey here on the West Coast I would say more interesting because you have the East Coast bias, right? The East Coast bias exists. And I mean, I grew up on the East Coast. I know it. he grew up on the East Coast. Uh, Steve grew up on the East Coast. We're all aware of the East Coast bias. and it, It is harder because they, you know, the East Coast can't stay up for those late games. I didn't. It's a little bit more difficult for that where the West Coast, you get those games early and then you get your games and the West Coast doesn't get the recognition. And I see that in a lot of different aspects, including the junior hockey world, where the East Coast gets a little bit more of the attention and, and, and recognition. than uh, I think it's West Coast counterparts. And uh, I just find West Coast hockey just more exciting. Uh, I think it's a more passionate fan base. And, and this is including the South. And I mean, the South, like all through the South. We're talking um, not only here on the West Coast when you're talking about those fans down in New Mexico and such, but. You're talking about the fans of Louisiana. You're talking about those fans way down in the Carolinas and Mississippi. You see those games, those fans come out, college hockey, pro hockey. It's it's different, man. It's completely different. But I think it's time to talk about the, some of the top five positional standouts in the NCDC after dark, man.
1: Absolutely. And like always, we will start at the blue line. So, Chris, who are the NCDC after dark defenders for the month of January.
0: Yeah, again, incredible players and in, and the defense this month is it was hard to pick. I think I narrowed it down from I think my final list is down here. Um well, I narrowed it down from I think upwards of like almost 20 players down to 7, down to 5. So, uh each month's a little bit different. Uh, but these five really had a great month. And again, defenders. This isn't this isn't a stats based thing for anybody who's listening to the podcast the first time. I think Sam might be getting bored of hearing this part, but um, it's it's no. not only stats based. And this includes forwards and goalies. It's not a hundred percent stats based. It's we watch the games. Um, you see players that stand out, make those smart hockey plays. Those are no, those don't end up on the stats boards. They don't. You know, a great back check. Um, you know, a smart hit because they're smart hits. So and There's really dumb hits. Um, all, all those things go into going to play, you know, starts points, just watching the games, all those things get included here. So again, for those that are like, well, I outscored this guy by like 15 goals this month. Well, that's great. I noticed you, but if you were the guy who also is just sitting there on the opposing team's blue line in the neutral zone, just looking to cherry pick, I noticed that too. Those players are out there. They just want to score the goals and there's no back checking them. There's no... There's no defensive game. There's no two-way game. And uh, sometimes they, they have a great month and they get noticed, and sometimes they don't. But just because you're not mentioned doesn't mean you weren't noticed. So at number five, from the Provo Predators, the 0-4 from Nashville, Tennessee, Canon Lentz. He had a goal and two assists in eight games played this month and really just kind of stood out there on the blue line. Uh, really smart plays defensively for the Provo Predators. At number four, the 0-4 from, I'm going to say it's Ula, Ulua, Finland. Help me, Henry. Uh, But it's going to be Henry Mustin, uh, again, of the Ogden Mustangs. He had two goals and zero assists in seven games played. But, again, he did his job there on the back end. Uh, honestly, I've been really impressed with all the, the Mustangs defenders this month. They're, a, m- a bunch of them are always in the mix. And uh, weirdly enough, one of them always kind of stands out a little bit above the others each month. But uh, that this month, it was Henry Mustin, a great, again, finished defender there. At number three, it's going to be from the Rock Springs Grizzlies, the 0-4 from Nanaimo, British Columbia, Sam Davidson. Uh, he didn't have any points this month in seven games played, but he is a solid stay-at-home defender. I mean, he does his job there on the back end. And yes, Rock Springs has been, you know, struggling most of the season is there a new expansion team. Uh, but they've been really finding their footing as of late. And Davidson's been a big part of that. At number two, it's going to be from the Pueblo Bulls, the 0-4 from Erie, Colorado, Will Sinclair. In eight games played, he's had a goal and three assists. And again, he's just stood out. He stood out multiple times this month. He's been mentioned on the list before. Uh, he's just really great pickup by Pueblo this season. And uh, yeah, so I've been really impressed with this game.
1: All right. And now at number one, who is the Pigeonhole Hockey Podcast NCDC After Dark Defender of the Month for January?
0: That's going to be none other than the 04 from Raleigh, North Carolina, from the Utah Outliers, Brady Jones. Uh, he had no goals but three assists this month in seven games played. And he's just, again, he's just been one of those defenders that just does his job, uh, tries to keep the, the forwards on the outside. Um, just great, great, honestly, two way game but he does his first job and that's being a defender and really, really had a great month. So congratulations, Brady Jones, you're our NCDC after dark defender of the month. So Sam let's talk some forwards. Who do we got this month?
1: All righty. So we're going to start off at number five from the Idaho falls spud Kings, the 05 out of Chesterfield, Michigan, Owen pitters, was a new addition to the spud Kings roster this past month, putting up eight points, Six goals, two assists, and eight games played. Nice month for him. Was he he a new addition from another NCDC team, or did he come up from Tier 3? I
0: believe he – I want to say – let's check out where Owen Pitters came from. He was definitely a new addition this month. From them, I'm gonna have to go to Elite Prospects and Elite Prospects. If you're ever looking for uh, to sponsor us, we would definitely love it. We use you a lot. I actually pay for the services because I don't want to deal with all the ads. I've been paying for them for years, and I enjoy it because you can track like players. And so, some of you that are like, "How the heck did he know I got a shutout?" Because well, I can usually look it up on, you know, I, I track specific players throughout um, outside when they leave the USPHL and the NCDC. It looks like he came over from the GOJHL in Canada. Uh, so nice step up here to the NCDC in, in the United States, but, uh, yeah, impressive player. He was with the Laval LaSalle Vipers and in 23 games played, he had nine goals and 10 assists. So, uh, looks like he was fairly active in the penalty box <laughs> 50 points <laughs> or not 50 points, but 50, 50 penalty minutes this year. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, sometimes you need a little bit of the grit back there, but, uh, you know, he's for the most part, kept himself out of the box. He's gotten a few penalties, but nothing crazy uh, since he joined the team. But, uh, yeah, he's he's had a great month, really. It's been a, a welcome addition to the uh, the Spud Kings roster.
1: Yeah, so, Owen, welcome to the awards for the NCDC, and welcome to the NCDC as well. Uh, welcome. Moving on to number four from the Utah Outliers. We got the 04 from Whitby, Ontario, Garrett Joss. Put up eight points, four goals, four assists, nice even split in seven games played. At number three, back to Idaho Falls, the 0-4 from Vancouver, British Columbia, Timothy Kim, who's yet another new addition to the Spud Kings roster this past month. Put up eight points, two goals, six assists in eight games played.
0: Let's see where At Timothy num- came from oh yeah yes i'm like i may as well look because yeah again they did really good with their their pickups this month out of sight out of mind why am i getting advertisements to lead prospects um (laughs) uh, timothy kim i'm signed in too i looked i'm signed in and now i gotta wait for timothy kim to pop up now that the advertisement just threw off my thing that's the other thing i don't like is the the advertisements will get you yeah Uh, and uh Let's see. So he's come over from the BCHLs. Okay, he's, he's Tier 2 as well. So he came over from the BCHL's Merritt Centennials. I mean, he's been a great pickup for Idaho Falls coming over from Merritt. He's really stood out. I mean, he's been a great player this month with Idaho Falls. So I, whoever their scout is, they're doing a really good job to pick up these players because once they they land on the team, they are uh... – and sometimes it kind of happens, right? I was watching the Outliers uh, game with the, with the broadcasters. I, I forget their names. But uh, they were saying that when they when the outliers get a new player, that play it just seems to always be the case that that player just almost always get a, gets a goal in their first game, because uh, that happened this weekend, and they just kind of have a, a, a standout period of time when they join that new team. There's like a new fire in them. They're they're proving themselves to their teammates. They're proving it to themselves. I think it's uh it's it's what we're maybe seeing here with Idaho Falls, and hopefully these two keep it up. You know, Pitters and Kim because they've been great additions to the the Spud Kings roster and uh they've really really stood out this month.
1: I mean immediately jumping in and putting up one a point per game at the NCDC level is like that's already just a fantastic start for sure like you're saying. 100%. I was curious can you remind me besides the NCDC what's the other tier 2 league in America?
0: That's going to be the NAHL so the NAL. so okay. the North American Hockey League. And uh they're the they they fall kind of more under USA Hockey where the NCDC doesn't uh, so they have right. different rules for each league in terms of like uh, foreign-born players, etc.
1: Gotcha. I was trying to describe that to Kyle, and I knew, I knew about the NCD scene. I just could not remember what the other one was.
0: <laughs> well, the th- um, thing is, you mentioned that. And one of the things I'm going to try to do is, because we recorded some extra time with the the episode here we did with Ryan Henry yesterday. And um, people brought it up, and I just I haven't really wanted to... Do it as much uh, with 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 the Patreon because I'm just like okay it's it's Patreon I definitely follow people on Patreon and I pay for it it's usually pretty cheap and uh, you know I did the same thing on Twitch for a while where you can pay and I don't I don't remember how it worked but that was when the uh, actually that's when the I don't know if it was the NWHL or the PHF at the time would have the games on there so I paid to be able to have access to uh, like being able to comment and stuff and use their their things at the time. And one of the things that I was able to do under a previous network was be able to write articles and everything. So I don't write any articles anymore. I mean, any of this stuff. So I'm thinking with the Patreon, I could still do the articles, especially playoffs. People really enjoyed the art last year's articles during the playoffs. Put in that bonus material of just the garbage we talk about after an episode. Sometimes it's hockey. Sometimes it's breakfast. Sometimes it's who knows, whatever. You know, we could be yeah. talking uh, college football. Yeah. And, and stuff like that, like you said right there, having little things that just kind of help people understand a breakdown of like at least the the American. I could do the Canadian one too, but the 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 hockey landscape in the US. People can really understand what, because I didn't understand. It took me a long time to understand, and you know, hopefully, I can get some um, ACHA people on board too to kind of break that down, uh, especially with independent teams, because I know we just got reached out to by another uh, network, and they're they're hoping to kind of join forces with us in terms of a uh, being able to be contributors on our podcast to talk about more Western hockey. And I would love that because I can't cover it all. And if they're covering your any three and some of the college programs, I'm like, that's, that's a huge bump up and, uh, you know, try to get some monthly time in there and, and bring on Justin Monroe back on the, uh, the play-by-play for the Weber state uh, Wildcats, because uh, it is, people want to hear about it. And there, there are a couple of amazing, I think, oh, I can't remember the name of the the podcast that covers the ACHA. They do a great job. Great social media. They got thousands of followers and they they pull up some great videos from some of these hits and some of these things. And uh, it's it's fun to see. So I think us being able to expand to give a little bit more attention to the Western hockey uh, can always be thing. And I think Patreon can help me do that. So y'all be looking. I've, I've had a few people recommend it over the last several months and I just I've been so busy. It's not something I feel like I could it's something of value for people yet but like you know sam where you mentioned the the jerseys we're going to be have a jersey episode coming up soon that we're going to be ranking the top jerseys in the uh usphl ncdc and uh yeah it's uh, people can see the slides built up for that too it's going to be you know things people can get the inside scoop on some of the the stuff that we utilize for the podcast and and things that they can access to look at and maybe i can start up the articles again and i think it'll just be a, a good thing for You know, I want to make sure that if I do that, I'm going to give something of value for for the listeners. Um, Otherwise, you're just taking money to take money. And I figured I'd put that money right back into uh, stuff within obviously the podcast, because I figure maybe that can go back out to like sponsoring like helmets or something like that. I think I I can come up with some ideas. I wouldn't. I would use it for the podcast somehow, gift cards, something, awards. We'll figure something out. One thing we've talked about in the past, but I can ramble on for that forever. But let's, uh, let's take a moment to recognize the sponsor for this episode, and that's going to be DraftKings. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Right now, that spread is looking like a 1.5 spread for this Chiefs. 49ers game, so pretty tight one. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for prom gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. We want to again thank DraftKings for sponsoring this episode. But, Sam, I think we're on, uh, on number two for uh for the for the ncdc forge
1: i i love it i I don't mind i i i recognize that this is this is part of the reason that we do the podcast is because we all love to talk um
0: oh yeah (laughs) we wouldn't be here if we didn't love to talk
1: exactly so (laughs) i don't mind i don't mind letting you letting you do your marketing slash out loud thinking you know in the moment kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yes, absolutely. I'm looking forward to, to all these ideas and I'm sure that listeners have some too. Um, you remind yeah, me the ones that give it. to do my the... rankings, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You still have to submit your rankings. Cause I'm waiting for, like I said, there half the team submitted it. Half the team hasn't. So I'll be talking to Seabass bass later today. So I'll poke him, And, uh, I know Heath's in college, <laughs> so he's mentioned, Hey, I'm trying to get to him. So I'm like, okay, but the thing is, once I get at least one more of you, I'm 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 pressing forward uh, with kind of arranging the episode because if I have at least four out of six, it'd be nicer to have everybody's inputs because it, like said, everyone we all have completely different tastes, man. It is so brutally uh, <laughs> noticeable after just seeing the first three submissions that we all just god I, I look at some of y'all's rankings and i'm like you uh, what's wrong with you like that you ranked it that high? or one that i love like i i think i had one in the top five that someone ranked dead last and i'm like go fuck yourself <laughs> I'm like, Damn. I'm like, yeah i'm like how the hell is this so that'll be a fun episode so ladies and gentlemen listen up for that one here in the coming weeks as well but uh but yeah it's we yeah, cool. we all like to talk sam but you were you we were all have- saying because i think i cut you off
1: no, it's okay. I was gonna say we all have different ideas from uh, from our team names as well for the PWHL. You know, like it, oh, yeah. it's nice, but it's nice. It's nice that you know to have that differentiation amongst the the tastes for the jerseys. You know, because coming up with team names was hard, admittedly, and and I think that the fact that a few of us had like the same name for a few different teams was like it was funny, but also like, dang it, we all share the same brain. <laughs> so yeah. now. Now it's a little bit of a contrast. We're like, okay, clearly we don't, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, when it comes to jerseys, that was we've done jersey. It's been a long time since we've done a jersey episode. It's been like a long time. We did and, the
1: OWHL uh, one, right? Is that what it? Oh, o- you're o- right. Yeah, we did, we did
0: the uh, the women's um, Ontario Hockey Association jerseys, um, but that was still a while ago, wasn't that? Was a while, it?
1: that was last? That was some point last year. I don't remember when.
0: Yeah. So it was a uh, but. Like that's the last one we did. And I mean, that one was only, Oh, what was it? Like 15, 16, 17 jerseys or something like
1: that. Um, I think, you're, I think you're around there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This one, preparing the slides for this one for everyone. Again, I think the reason I prepare the slides is in the past, we we're all looking up the jerseys and we we're all getting dependent on what year or Jersey you're pulling up, or you might've pulled up a, a specialty Jersey. And so the rankings were sometimes weird. Cause like, what well, what Jersey were you looking at, man? It's like, So I started preparing the slides so that we're all looking at the same. And I also, the teams kind of modify jerseys from year to year sometimes. So I wanted to make sure I'm picking up this season's jerseys because we made that accident in the past, too. So um, which some of y'all teams, they're like, you need to step up on your social media. It's like, I think two or not two or three, like at least a half dozen, at least a half dozen jerseys were really hard to find this year for teams in the USPHL, NCDC, Um, again, 69 teams. So. You know, about less than 10% there. But they were hard. Like, trying to find this season's jerseys weren't easy. Uh, with, between Facebook, the internet, Instagram, Twitter, I'm just like, give me a jersey, man. I pull up players on the team to see if they're posting. Like, a lot of times, sometimes their friends will post pictures, their girlfriends, something. And I'm like, oh, good. There's a jersey from this season. <laughs> like, it's so... It's like, I shouldn't have to do that much digging to find your jersey this season. Uh, I pull up the opposing teams because sometimes the opposing teams have better shots of their jerseys than they do. So um did that a few times. But uh, but yeah, it's we have a lot coming up. And that's why I thought the Patreon would be uh, kind of a way for people to gain access and have a little bit better access to us as a team as well. So, um but, yeah, man, let's move back into the uh, the NCDC forwards here. Who's number two? Who's the number two forward for the month in the NCDC after dark?
1: Yes, after our little rambling and journey onwards, <laughs> uh, we will continue with the forwards. So number two, we haven't forgotten about you guys, we promise. Uh, and number two, from the Ogden Mustangs, the 03 from Fountain Valley, California, Dimitri Voyatsis putting up eight points, two goals, six assists in seven games played. I feel like that's a name that we see pretty much every month, Chris.
0: I really don't. Well, I think we see it personally interior every single month, but uh, I'm not sure he's made many lists so far. He, I don't think he's quite cracked the top five this month, but but you're saying it because a lot of times that happens. Because, I mean, he's routinely one of the better players in the NCDC. Um, but when we do our rankings and scorings and everything, um, I'm not 100% sure if he's... I don't know if he's made the list this year. He's had to, like you're mentioning it.
1: I may have misspoken because I, I think I'm thinking about it in terms of the, uh, the fantasy league because it's either you or he. Uh, yes. Owns him, right?
0: Um, yeah, I think uh, has his rights. I think it's um, it's Heath. Heath has Voyatus's uh, rights, but yeah, you you do this, you see that too because obviously we see their names multiple times a week because we're always discussing players. We're always seeing the points stack up, um, but also you also see the rankings where. I think I mentioned in the VIJHL episode, I was shocked when, cause I do the points for the year too. I always stack up these points. So even if players aren't being mentioned, points are still stacking up in terms of my best players of the year for the annual episode. I figured it's just easier to do that throughout the month, every month throughout the season, rather than, you know, trying yeah. to figure it all out at the end. Um, and, uh, Yeah, I think some of these players, you get you personally, like me, you know, me and you get personally used to seeing their names consistently. But then when it comes to the episodes, we're only dropping the top five. We're only dropping the top 10. So, you know, players, they might be the first time they've been mentioned this season, but it's definitely not the first time we talked about them. So, again, for players that are like, I haven't been mentioned this year, I can't believe it. You know, like this might be this exact case with Voyatsis is I don't know if he's cracked the top five this year, but he's definitely been brought up um, all season. But you, you nailed it there because it's like uh, we get used to seeing names, and uh, sometimes there's there's sometimes there's players that I swear a couple of them that keep finishing like sixth or seventh overall. But I'm like I'm not gonna skew it just so they can get mentioned this month or something. So I'm just like <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I think voyatus might be one of those uh, those players. But yeah, he's uh, he's had a great season, and honestly, he's had a great month. Uh, this month so far with, with the Mustangs. And I think even, I think he missed a game. I want to say he missed a game, but yeah, I don't know anyway, but yeah, he's had a great month.
1: But Chris, tell our listeners who is the Pigeonal hockey NCDC after dark forward of the month for January.
0: Yeah. Forward of the month for January is going to be from the Pueblo Bulls, The O4 from Medina, Minnesota Willie Johnson scoring two goals and eight assists in eight games played, and most importantly, spent no time in the box. Uh, he's been a regular standout again. I, I think he's at least made this list once before at one point, and if not, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. But uh, he's been a he's been a great piece for the Pueblo Bulls offense all season long, and uh, you know, again, he's just he, he just had an incredible month, and, and this month he is the NCDC After Dark um, Player of the Month for the pigeon hockey podcast. So, it's he's had a great month and so I'm I've been impressed with him and uh you know what though, it's that time of the podcast Sam where I like talking about the best position in the universe and potentially, you know, farther if it if it goes farther than that. Um, <laughs> I think you've questioned me before on that, but uh, you know until the aliens come down and tell me there's a better position, you know, on planet Xb227, then I won't believe them. So, shout out uh,
1: XB227 if you're listening.
0: Yeah. Shout out <laughs> to them. Uh, but uh, yeah, Sam, let's let's talk about the top five goalies in the month for the NCDC after dark.
1: But yeah, once again, congratulations to William Johnson. A great month. And just wanted to give a brief shout out to William Cherniak, who came up from the USPHL up to the NCDC with Ogden and immediately started putting up points right out of the gate. So, just congratulations to him for for showing off very well uh on a on a much more difficult year, you know?
0: Yeah, he he was in strong considerations. Uh he started, I think, the month right there in Vegas and then switched to I think he had at least uh one or two starts in Vegas at the beginning of the month. And um and then I he missed this most recent weekend. Otherwise, I think he would have probably strongly cracked the top 5 cuz he was in the consideration list like I said for the players like uh that don't get mentioned he was one of those guys where he was he was pretty high on the list but again with the with the points with my weird little point system he he didn't crack the top 5 this month but he was a strong consideration so uh yeah, he had a great month and honestly uh, as we're going to be moving into the best position in the universe uh talking about honorable mentions uh for goaltenders again goalies that just Couldn't quite crack the top five this month, but just a brief little, you know, passing. I've just had a great month. Guys like, uh, you know, Bo Altman had a great month. Mathis Thurion has been a great addition. And I'm hoping I'm saying that right, kid. Uh, He's from Ruined France. He's he's joined the Rock Springs Grizzlies uh, roster. Again, he's really been holding it down there. And then uh, I think Connor Graham kind of came in and left with with the Utah Outliers, but uh, he had a great month. Honestly, his, his games that he played with Utah he did really good. And I think he's gone back to the null, but uh, yeah, those, those players had, had great months and, you know, they, they didn't quite crack the top five, but uh, I figure a little bit honorable mention doesn't hurt.
1: Of course. Absolutely. And that's, you know, once again, towards your scoring system, it's like they'll, they'll be on the list, you know, with, with getting points, just not in the top five, like you said.
0: Yeah. Somebody has got to be cut off. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) Sometimes it hurts to cut off certain players. It's like, oh, so close this month. And it's like, well, what can you do? It's a uh, top five is a top five, not a top six. But yeah, I mean, it's right. It's And so, but uh, Sam, who is, who are, maybe who is, who are. Oh, I, I learned English well. But uh, who are the top five uh, goalies in the month for the NCDC After Dark?
1: All right, for the month of January, starting at number five from the Utah Outliers, the 03 from Pierre Fonz, Quebec. Philip Rondina.
0: Yeah, Rondina had another great month. Uh, I mean, it just overall, just a really solid goaltender, really gives his team a chance to win night in and night out. I know he's probably most frustrated with the most recent game, um, but uh, he played great. I mean, just sometimes the pucks don't go your way. <laughs> and, uh, but he had a great month. And uh, again, that's why he's earned the top five spot. Oh yeah, I should probably talk about his stats, but he did stop 124 of 137 shots uh, for a 9.05 and four games played with a three and one record. Sorry, Phil.
1: <laughs> That's all right. Uh, three and one record, still still very nicely done, right there.
0: Um, yeah, he, he had a great month. I mean, maybe he didn't finish with the game he wanted, but he had a great month, and uh, you know, he has he still had a great game. I mean, it's sometimes you just again. We're goalies, Where I'm a goalie, uh, the bounces sometimes just don't go your way. Uh, he's still a great game, but, uh, but yeah, I'm expecting, you know, him to keep it up in February.
1: Absolutely. And on to number four from the Ogden Mustangs, the 06 from Haddonfield, New Jersey, Vladislav Brizgalov.
0: Yeah, he's made this list every single month for a reason, stopping 93 of 102 shots this month for a 9-1, 2-4 games played and a shutout and a 2-1-1 record. He did lose a uh, – here I am talking about the goalie's losses in the top five. <laughs> he did lose a heartbreaker in a in a shootout to – um oh, who did they lose a shootout to? This It was a Pueblo? No, it was Rock Springs. Rock Springs. No, nope, nope, they beat Rock Springs in a shootout. Anyway. He had a great month. Again, he stands out. Uh, he's, he's, he was mentioned in the, uh, not mentioned, but he was listed on the NHL scouting best goalies in North America list. So congratulations to him for for making that list. That's a huge deal for him, uh, the Ogden Mustangs and the NCDC. But, uh, yeah, just had another great month.
1: Absolutely. A mainstay, if you will. At number three from the Idaho Falls Spud Kings, the O3 from Phoenix, Arizona, Tucker in a Bennett
0: yeah, so I learned that we've been saying his name wrong, basically, uh by watching like I don't know, I heard in a bin at one point and then I just stuck in my head. And every single time I get bad pronunciations, like when we had um our our, our buddy Jack hall on and say right there, hall it's Sundhal. I once I get a name stuck in my head, if that's the way it's pronounced, it's stuck. So apparently, and I could be wrong, but it's inabinet. And I'm like, and I I've don't. been saying inabinet. And I'm like "Mm, Tucker in a bin. And it could be Anabene. I heard Anabene, Inabene. So Tucker, reach out. We've been apparently slaughtering your name all season. So congratulations. Welcome to the My Name's Never Pronounced Right on your podcast team. Uh, you've joined an elite group of people who have never had their names right on the podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) um But he's an 03. Yeah, he's the 0-3 from Phoenix. But yeah, he had 255 stops on 278 attempts this month. Nine, one, seven, and eight games played with a three and four record. Again, the record doesn't reflect the goalie in this case. Um, you know, Idaho Falls is now finishing off with a little bit better month than it started with. Uh, but uh he's been playing solid there in that. He gives him a chance night in and night out, and uh he's he's always standing out, man.
1: Absolutely that's a that's a massive amount of shots to face in one month. Oh, I know.
0: 278 shots. I'm like ice him up Tucker, ice him up.
1: <laughs> I can only imagine. At number 2 from the Provo Predators, the 04 from Cedarburg, Wisconsin, my favorite goalie on my fantasy team, Michael Polston. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we haven't talked about the fantasy uh, league in, uh, in about a month now but we'll, we'll get to it ladies and gentlemen i know you asked for it but uh it's uh he stopped 142 153 shots this month for a 9-2-8 and four games played with a 3-1 record again just solid back there for provo making those stops and uh, it was fun again you guys get to listen in on the next podcast with his goalie mate there ryan henry who gets who talks a little bit about Michael and, and, and their relationship and how the teammates in that there work together uh, to to support each other and so it's yeah he's he's had another great month I can't can't say enough about him
1: yeah absolutely I mean that's that's awesome when you've got a tandem that is both goalies are playing well I mean we've seen that work so much at the NHL level of course but um, for both Henry and Pulston to be playing well I mean Provo's been having having quite a good season unsurprisingly. Yeah.
0: Absolutely they have.
1: But meanwhile, Chris, tell our listeners who is the pigeonhole hockey NCDC after dark goalie of the month for January.
0: The goalie of the month for January is gonna be the 04 out of Minsk Belarus from the Ogden Mustangs, Nikita Volsky. And he has had a great month backstopping there. Again, we'll talk about a great tandem there between him and Brizgalov, uh, but I mean Nikita just had a great month posting a shutout in 3 games played 99 of 103 shots stopped 99 of 103 yeah. and posting a perfect 3-0 record I mean he's just he had a great month back there for Ogden and uh I mean it's a reason that I believe at the moment Ogden is still ahead in the NCDC standings uh he's had a great month again the both goalies for for Ogden have just had an incredible month and uh yeah, and Volsky just Again, what a month! Uh, I think um, it, it's it's always good to see when, like you said, like we, we talk with Polston, Henry, and and Volsky and Brzgalov, and these these goalies. When you got a good tandem, uh, that the coach has the confidence, that the players have the confidence, the team has a you know higher chance of uh, really allowing the the chances, so to speak, to get out there and take risks because they know the goalies there to stop it if. Their wrist doesn't work out and having that confidence that your goalie can stop those odd, you know, odd man rushes or maybe breakaways. That which you don't get to see a lot of breakaways in the NCDC. That's one thing I've noticed this season. You there's not often um, the defense is the defense uh, for, I guess, the defense course for these teams are so solid that I don't see a lot of uh, breakaways happening this season like I have in years past. So that's that's a good shout out to the defensive side of the game that, uh, you know, the odd man rushes are about the most exciting breakouts you see. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's still breakaways, but they're so f- infrequent that uh, I've been again. That's that's a shout out to the defensive and the and the, the systems of the, the the coaching staffs that have put these in the put these into play. So but, yeah, it's been a great season so far, man. Absolutely. Th- it's been a great month for these teams and for these players. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, You know, if you're not watching the NCDC right now, football's ending, so it's on TV. I Honestly, I'm so happy that no matter what is happening, I always have some sort of sport on the television. (laughs) Football's wrapping up. Congratulations to your San Francisco 49ers for making the Super Bowl. I think we failed to mention that. That's Um, okay.
1: This and, is an easy uh, podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a great finish to the season. Still a couple months of play before the playoffs, but uh I'm excited for now again, football's dying. I'm more even more now deeply invested now that we're settled in, football's dying. Um more deeply invested than ever than in hockey. And uh, you know, obviously rules football hasn't quite started yet. So, you know, all time comes. I, I like my sports, I know. I think uh you know i think nascar people are getting pretty excited about nascar too i'm seeing a lot of nascar uh videos starting to pop up now on my youtube but anyway that's probably it for this episode uh we want to thank all of you listeners for tuning in make sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date and that's that this is pigeon hockey podcast with chris and sam
1: have a great day hockey fans
0: and remember listeners
1: always clear your crease